Okay, welcome back to the Father Son podcast. Uh, we're gonna pick up where we left off last time. Um, it looks like we're getting good uh, response from people. Yeah, our feedback's been really good. So let's uh, let's keep the ball rolling. Um, so if I remember last time, we were talking about how uh, you wanted to quit your job, and your boss said that. Uh, he kind of came at you and said, you're not a man, you need to grow up, get your ass out there and go do something, you know. Um, so you worked up for another few years. And from what I understood, you did really good. And you came back to your boss. Right. And you said that you wanted to expand, right? Right. And, and do more. And so uh, why don't we jump in and tell me what happened when you said that to him? Yeah, as you mentioned, when I went to him and I said I want to quit because this is such a charged up job to do. He told me you walk out of that door, you'll never be the man that you want to be because you're going to be on payroll, they're going to pay you what they think you're worth and all of that. So anyways, I decided not to quit. But in my mind, I quit maybe a hundred times, to be honest. I really didn't want to be door-to-door salesperson. But I was learning. I was learning how to deal with human beings. I was learning to deal with this machine called human being. And I was setting up the stage for a brighter future. So it wasn't easy. Would I do that all over again? The answer is no. <laughs> but there I am. To make a long story short, I stayed and I built number one division for that company, for that financial services company. And I was rocking and rolling. I was on top of the world. And I went, to, I went back to my district manager, the same one that was in charge of my training very bright man he was from midwest just straightforward guy i said i want to open my own district he kind of paused and looked at me a little bit he says nate what do you think you're getting too big now things are getting into your head i said no i want to expand he says okay no problem be in my office next friday and then uh, we'll talk about it so next friday when i went to his office he says have a seat he closed the door he says nick it looks like you won my job here's your promotion you're fired. He fired me. Oh my gosh. So I got fired. It was Saturday. I never forget. And, and I don't think my first daughter, Cassandra, wasn't even born. So there I am, uh, back to square one. <laughs> but I said, you know what? No. Uh, right away, I opened an office in Sherman Oaks and I created a dental membership where I would train sales forces to go in the local areas and sell membership dental, uh, dental membership to dentists in the local area. And, uh, and then we were doing really good. So I opened up an office. I have about 10, 15, 16, maybe 20 sales rep. Throughout the day, they're going and enrolling people to uh, this PPO membership dental plan where you will get half of, all the services for half a price. I started getting called from the local dentists saying that, my gosh, this is so great. We got like 30 patients this month from your plan. And uh, I was thinking about adding a vision plan to it and then do other financial services on them. So I created my own membership program. Mm. Uh, but one day I had a visit from Department of Corporation and apparently the attorney the law firm that I used to license me for this, they forgot to apply for a couple more licenses because these were prepaid medical uh, plans that we were selling and I was supposed to 
create like 24 hours emergency line or something. To make the long story short, they told me it will take about nine months to get that license and I need to season to season, you know, my operation. So we stopped selling that. There I am back to score one again. So now so you're I saw my plan, by the way. I saw my plan the way it was to my competition and I took that money and invested in real estate, by the way. And uh, I joined financial services. And that's the beginning of my financial services career. And that was in, um, oh gosh, I will say maybe, um, I will say maybe going back to 80s, you know, like really mid 80s, maybe 84, 85, I got into financial services. And there I am. I never left. It's 2020. You've been in there for a while now. I mean, yeah. It's hard not to deny uh, your impact in the financial world, that's for sure. I mean, especially how many years you've been on the radio now. Um, so many people know your name in, in finance world. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to talk more about maybe the financial side of things. So after your dental stuff, you got into finance, you sold the dental, right? Correct. And then uh, after that, where did, what did you start doing after that? How did you pick up again in the 80s from, with finance? Uh I always wanted to train. I always wanted to talk. I always want to share ideas. I always wanted to learn from everybody. So there wasn't a, a week that I wouldn't read a book in finances. There was, I've taken maybe, gosh, if I say thousands, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I've taken courses up to my ears in finances. I've rubbed shoulders with the best in the world. I've learned every single idea from everybody that I came across and they were successful in our business. It has become an ocean of experience, but it wasn't all me. I copied from everybody else. I copied their success. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage young people to do that because it's easier if you copy somebody else's success than trying to do it on your own. So uh, I stayed in the financial services business and I was very successful, very reputable companies. I worked with um, one or two very reputable companies. And... Um, I trained financial, uh, financial planners. Um, I, uh, we did uh, like a role plays, we did uh, psychology of the sales, we did, we did different concepts, top, top in the nation. And it was 2002, I decided to go on the air because I realized Persian community is getting bigger and bigger. And they're getting stronger and stronger, especially in Southern California and California overall now all over the United States and, and the rest of the world. So it was a great entry for me to get into uh, 670 AM, which was only like a couple of years old. They, were, they had this dedicated 24 hours Persian radio. People were dying just to listen to Persian radio. And there it is, K-I-R-N, 670 AM. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, I went on the air in 2002 as my first radio program after about six or seven months of practicing how to talk on the radio. I tell you, it's not easy. And I had good coaches. I believe in getting good coaches for whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember when I was playing tennis, I was shooting the balls in you know, neighbors' houses and all of that. The minute that I, I hired coaches, I realized that uh, 
my gosh, my game changed in like 10 sessions. So I had very good coaches. They taught me how to talk on the radio, what to say, what not to say. Because the slangs that you use is totally different on the air than you can use on your daily conversation sitting in Starbucks right. with your buddy buddies. So that was the beginning of me getting on the air uh, with the Persian community. And I don't know why I was hesitant to do that in the beginning. I always thought that maybe Persian market is a captive audience for me. But I tell you what, it was amazing. I have amazing clientele. I have a, a book of business that it's, it's like treasure to me. And I have come across with amazing people. I love my clients and they're all supportive of my, me and myself, my office, my team, our team, I should say. And it's been amazing. So that was 2002. I remember first day when I went live, I'm sitting on the uh, recording loom at the radio. The red light comes on. You're live. You don't know who's listening to you. All over the world. It's like a fear of death. It's not easy. But you get used to it. Now I look forward. After thousands of radio programs, now it has become natural. And I love doing public speeches, going on the air, talking to people. And normally I go without topic. I don't have a topic. Uh, I just get on, on the air. <clears throat> I have a couple of clues what I want to talk about. And basically just what I'm doing now, it starts flowing. So um, that, that's my story of getting on the, on the radio. Yeah, I can <clears throat> see you're really, you're really passionate about it. I mean, I've, I mean growing up, I've noticed uh, over the years that uh, you've just kind of grown into it really naturally. You know, mm -hmm. I, I see even to this day, you look forward to getting on there and recording and, and, and talking about and letting people know about what's going on in the finance world. And honestly, um, I could really see that you really want what's best for your, for them on the air. You know, you, on the air, you, you, uh, tell them about what they can do with their financial goals, why they need to do it. And like you kind of say, going back to uh, what you were saying is like, you really are a really good coach. You know, I can see you're trying to coach people so they can get the best that they, the best that's out there uh, for their needs financially. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. Yeah, you're exactly saying that the right way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because financial services is so complex. Because 80% of financial success is psychology. So as a human being, we all make mistakes. Uh, we respond to fear, greed. Uh, we have anxiety. We get emotional. We get upset. We get happy. So it's an amazing world that I'm dealing with. It's called financial services. And I'm dealing with something that's called money. People hard, work very hard for their money. <clears throat> I need some water. And um, the dollar that they give me has to turn into $10. It cannot be 99 cents. Yeah. Otherwise, they don't need me. People don't need financial services to pay fee, help him to lose money. So, there goes my water. <clears throat> However, uh, if I had to start all over again, probably I would continue doing the same system that I'm doing now. The first year and a half I was on the air, I would say maybe 
one year, not year and a half. We were, I was not getting good responses from my radio show. Because I was doing something that was really dumb. I was getting on the air and trying to sell products. People could do that online. They don't need me. But what they need is my vision, my goals, uh, my opinions based on if I were you, what would I do today? If I were sitting in your chair with 30 plus year experience, managing over $350 million in asset, what would you differently, Nick, if, if you were me and here's my issue? People want to listen to your vision in reference to their issue. But I wasn't doing that on the radio. Mm. So all the coaches that I had left that out. I had to figure that out on my own. So you know what? Sometimes coaches make mistakes too. But we learn and move on. So I was about to quit my radio show. It was costing me arm and leg. And I wasn't getting the result. So one day I was sitting home and I said, you know what? I got so much to offer. Why can't I penetrate to people? What is it that I'm saying that is not penetrating to people's mind? I realize it's so boring for people to listen, some financial advisors sitting on the radio for 30 some minutes talking about freaking 401k, really? Who wants to hear that? People want to hear true stories. People want, to, people want to talk about real life. So I remember that time, uh, Titanic movie was out. 1990. Whatever it was, yeah. I think you were barely born. I think it was 99. I don't know. Okay. I watched that movie 10 times. And it wasn't easy to get to the theater. It was sold out. As you know, it sold billions. Yeah, billion billion dollars. dollars. Yeah. I watched that movie 10 times. In theater? In theaters. Wow. If I'm not exaggerating, maybe seven times on TV and then later maybe four (laughs) or five times on the videos. Okay. I love that uh, Celine Dion music. It was very touching to me. And I'm sitting home on Sunday. I'm saying, okay, what am I going to talk on the radio on Monday? And I said, Nick, why don't you take the music? Yeah. Write some, some, something touchy. That More goes emotional. Along. Emotional that goes yeah. with that song. I remember that song. Yeah, and then your next radio show, put that music. Don't talk about damn products. Yeah. And talk about life. Talk about health. Talk about achieving goals. Talk about financial success. Talk about how to share your wealth with the others. Talk about your biggest asset is your health and all of that. So I wrote this three minutes. Actually, it was seven minutes. I wrote this down all myself. I didn't have anybody helping me with the script. But then I said, maybe it's too long. I shorted him to six minutes. There I am. I go on the air. I get there about 10 minutes early. I tell the director of the radio... I want to play this music as a background and I'm going to talk to people for six minutes. That was really, it changed my career on the radio. That was a turning point. I read that poem. 
it was something that I wrote myself. And I still remember, maybe one day I do it again. Uh, that showed truly who I am and what, is, why am I, what am I about and what am I trying to offer to my community in a different way of not just talking products, but yet the concept of the success, the concept of running your family's economy like a very successful Fortune 500 company with rules and regulations and system and realizing that running the company's economy is just as complex as running your Fortune 500 company. Mm -hmm. Being a CEO of your own comp uh, of your own economics of your family. So that was, that was a turning point. I remember that day when I came back, the phone was ringing off the hook. We just couldn't stop answering the phone calls. And that was it. From that point on, my radio show turned around. And there I am 20 years later or 18 years later, still following the same concept. But what I realized, people are still making mistakes listening to my radio show. When I talk about concept, I get a lot of intellectual calls. People love that. But the number of the calls is a little bit higher when I come and say, oh, guys, if you invest with us for the next 30 days, you're going to get you know, 10 percent bonus. People still respond to those kind of, you know, uh, topics, which is wrong. Because if we could establish a system in people's life about safety of your principle, logical growth of your assets with guarantee of principle and put in the guarantee of the principle first and then growth and pass it on to the next generation. I think that says everything about financial services in my opinion. So I'm still trying to change the perception of how to deal with finances in my community. And I have to be honest, there are Persians that they are so successful that they really don't need me. At least that's what they think. But if they're listening to my program, I want to tell them that you're wrong. Actually, millionaires need my service more than people that just started their life. Everybody in their own field, in their own world, they need somebody to look at it from outside and tell them what you're doing wrong. I have a client that has $350 million asset and he's single. If he passes away, the tax bill to the family is huge because with the current law, it's only 40% of your asset after 11 some million dollars for him. So we, we looking at massive tax bill we're looking at a hundred millions of dollars somebody has to write a check. But he still hasn't done his estate planning. Because what happened is that in that level, people think that I'm so big and I made it on my own. I don't need any advice, which is true. What they're missing is the taxation part. They have 800,000 know, taxation. So uh, different you know, ideas in taxation. So going back to the basic, um, 
I'm still trying to pass on that message to my community that when you wake up in the morning, if you're healthy, you have no reason to complain. That's number one. Your biggest asset is your health. If you don't realize that, I have a friendly vocabulary or, uh, or word for you. You're stupid. If you put your wealth, well-being before your health, I can only call you dumb. It's really bad. And unfortunately, I've seen so many millionaires that they came and left. It was a total waste of life for them. So radio, radio program is very successful. Radio Hamra has helped me a lot. 670 has, has helped me a lot. I have uh, regular listeners that are listening to me. Sometimes my program is redundant, bitch, that's fine. But I, I'm constantly reading. As you see, I'm always sitting in the patio. I'm looking for topics. I'm learning you know, different uh, st strategies on the radio to be more effective with people. And it's going to continue. I wish you would speak Farsi. I would have taken you on the radio. And you would have been the next Nikki Kani on the radio. But yeah. it's my fault. I never taught you Farsi. So if you well, don't talk Farsi on the 670 or Radio Hamra, you, can, you, you cannot go anywhere. You gotta well, talk I do have one thing to say. Thank God we're in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. I think I can live. I think I can get by with that. And maybe, you know, we're starting something new. I think, you know, new generation, maybe they need some... Maybe English is the way to go so we can, uh, you know, get a larger audience to understand this, um, this metaphor that you have. You know, the metaphor that you have is 80-20. Uh, you know, it's 80% psychology and 20% strategy. And so, uh, you know, some of the, some, like you said, some of the clients that come in, I think their biggest problem is, is that they haven't overcome the mountain of psychology to see that extra 20% over the horizon yeah. um, so they can get to understand. Because if they don't psychologically understand uh, the long-term vision, then it's gonna be really an uphill battle for them to, get fi to find financial abundance, right? They have to really overcome their fears of finance and to understand how they can become more successful and healthy and in, in, in their economics of, you know, investing. So um, why don't we, I know that you, you talk more, you know, you have the guaranteed principle with Schiller and I know that you're a big fan of Robert Schiller. So we're going to talk more about that probably on the next episode sure. and we'll talk, we'll get more into the details about your 80, 20 psychology, sure. uh, your 80, 80-20 uh, vision, and um, we'll take it from there.